0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast, one of those nights where we're talking about another defeat, but at least we played well, you know, um, I, I was sitting watching the game thinking, oh, I've got to do a podcast, uh, but, you know, in hindsight, it's not a great result for us, not a great night for us, but we played well, and to discuss the ins and outs of all of this, first up in the Netherlands,
1: we have Beryl Ackes, Beryl, as always, a pleasure, how are you, my man? Thanks, man, and likewise, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh I, I, it would have been nice to, to discuss another epic night, uh, but you know, it uh, wasn't to be. Uh, I'm disappointed, ep- but uh, but not got it, just like you uh, epic, explained flame. Ep- epic nights have fans. Shh, don't tell yeah, anybody. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, and second up in Belfast, we have Johnny Henderson. Johnny, again, we we, we talked before this, but <laughs> I would just have to do it. Neither of us had much of a, a hope of getting through, but I think i somehow change but anyhow how, how are you after that are, are you accepting it okay uh,
2: yeah, i am i'm perfectly fine with it i i probably got a lot more out of it than i expected i was i was a bit of a doom a doom merchant before i didn't expect the performance and the fact that we we probably should have been level at halftime and then we put up a good fight. It was more than enough for me. Ultimately disappointing, but uh, plenty of positives. Uh,
0: well, look, we'll get in. We'll 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 get into it. You know, like the team selection, really. I don't think it was any. You know, maybe Milner was a, an eyebrow raise, but nothing, nothing beyond that. But it was pretty much what we expected. And the start, John, was excellent. In fact, the whole of the first half was excellent. You say, you know, we could have been on level terms. I I'd go further. I think we could have been bloody ahead going on at halftime and in, in, in the whole tie, never mind just, you know, in the game.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you mean, like, could we have been 2-0 up and, and, and ahead uh, on away goals? Um, absolutely. Uh, we, we could have been. Uh, the selection was a funny one because you had the usual Twitter meltdown when Thiago doesn't start, but Thiago hasn't started any of the last three, which makes me think that there's a little bit of a doubt over his fitness, but also makes me think that maybe Klopp thought we were a bit too soft in the in the first leg. We didn't lay a glove on them, and the, which was absolutely true. Um, I think when the draw was made, we all looked at Madrid and we thought, "This is all right, actually." You know, you looked at PSG, you looked at Bayern, you looked at City, um, and you thought, "Oh God, we don't want any of them." John, Have for me,
0: it was. Seen- it was the score to settle of 2018 that drove me on to believe, truly, we would we would, we would would master this tie.
2: Yeah, that, there was that. But there was also the fact, let's be real too, there was also the fact that their midfield is really old. And we made them, the, the most frustrating thing about this whole thing is, we played like Liverpool tonight. And if Mo had had his shooting boots on, um, we would have been 1-0 up in the first five minutes and it could have been a completely different game. Genie missed a sitter. You know, Mo missed a half chance. We just had chances. But I always felt we would have a chance in this tie and we just so underperformed. We made Tony Cruz and Luca Modric, you know, tonight we made them look like the players they are. They're old players. They don't have many legs. Tony Cruz was completely irrelevant tonight. He didn't do anything. We made him look like you know prime you know uh, we made him look like an absolute prime polo <laughs> the, the other the other the other week you know where he just looked like a shabby or someone like that we ran the game um and that that was the frustrating thing but we put out the team that twitter had its meltdown tiago didn't play We went for legs, but the midfield rack...
0: On the evidence of what we saw, thank fuck Tiago didn't play 90.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, everything, Genie was brilliant. Uh, Milner was brilliant. I love Milner's tackle on on, I think it was Benzema, early doors. I I love all that. I think in a packed Anfield, it would have got, you know, the crowd right up for it. It was one of those ones that the old pros like Milner know how to do. It's like, get the ball really cleanly, but make sure you you clatter his ankle, <laughs> and you know it set the tone. And we were brilliant, and it absolutely worked, Dave. And when we we squeezed the life out of them, we didn't give them anything. We made big, big chances. I mean, the one Salah misses is golden. I mean, it's the middle of the, the area. It's just it's a center for Mo, and he he just doesn't catch it. And it's just one of those nights. But you, you know you can't fault the selection. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought. Like, I I thought the first half without the goals was probably as good as it as it could have went really. That that was my opinion on it. Just the goals didn't come, but tactically, selection wise, couldn't fault it. Uh, Beryl, I, I think you you thought the same. I mean, it was pretty faultless, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, faultless in the sense that, that we played very well, but. You know, um, you know you, you need to convert your chances and, and 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 the second tie and you're three one uh, uh, behind uh, you you and, and they thought that w- they would be um comfortable just to defend but uh, um we uh, uh we could have we could have scored early doors i, I don't I, i'm, I'm Trying to remember at what minute the, the, the mode chance was, but it was it was really early. It was like fourth, fifth minute, I I, if I remember correctly. And if you you know um, uh, carve away at their at their uh, advantage right away, it, it's it's bound to to, to rattle them and uh, and 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 you can and then um, use this as a platform and 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 score more. But yeah. It's it's the only thing that we didn't do, um, and and you no, know, ultimately it cost uh, us the tie. But yeah, well, ultimately uh, the previous game cost us the tie. Could, we, we should say. And Beryl, you know, I'm going to stick with
0: you because we last week I'm, I'm, and and we, we we kept the powder dry. And, you know, Manny had a terrible game uh, against Madrid first leg, but he was it's the best. That's he, he you know John said pretty tired a little bit. Um, towards the end, and maybe maybe that's what did happen. You know, he was less effective towards the end of the game. Maybe he, ra- he had ran himself out. But up until that point, it's the closest we've we've seen Manny looking like Sadio Manny in quite a while.
1: Yeah, the the, the uh, you know what should have been an assist, <laughs> the pass to to Salah comes uh, comes from Manny, and and the, he, he had Valverde, who, who isn't a right back, you know. But you know Vasquez is the right back as well. But uh, who played against him last week? He had him on toast on, uh, in, the, in the first ten minutes, and, and it was—it looked like old, old good old Savio again. And and I think uh, I think he, he lacks from uh, uh, a loss of confidence. Um, he it doesn't seem to back himself, uh, and 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 that's what ultimately I think costs him. Um, but if, 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 you know, again, ifs and buts, but if, if um, Mo scores that first goal, then uh, Sadio has given a, a, a good assist. And, and, and maybe we, it's, it's not only Sadio for the first 10 minutes or the first half, if you want to be generous, but uh, maybe you, you have Sadio back. Um, second half, he, he wasn't very good uh, anymore, I, I think. But I, I think, um, uh, also you know mo has carried us this season uh, but if you look at his standards he, even he is is not playing it you know up to the standards that he has set which are admittedly very high um he he, he could have maybe scored a hat trick today but no let that uh, if he scored <laughs> if he scored that opener that would have changed the game i think i think the the results uh, Should detract from the performance. I, I think we w- we were seeing uh, lots of, of what we were uh, seeing last season, um, and even uh, what we were seeing before before all this pandemic um, chaos uh, ensued, and 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 everything seems to have changed. But um, th- there were some really bright uh, um, you know, um, sparks. There were some shimmers of hope. Um, even without Virgil, even without uh, Hendo, and you know, imagine having them back. Uh, I, I think we should take from this game uh, not only the result, which is uh, disappointing, but we should look at the uh, the performance. And um, and that performance was uh, was I, I think very satisfying. We could have um, won this tie. We could have. Uh, um, been two nil uh, ahead even uh, after the first half. It didn't happen, but you know, um, I've said this many times before. This is a low-scoring game, and uh, yeah, if you score or not, um, it's important because it's a results business. But it, it is not uh, the the be-all and end-all because you know we have all have eyes. We, we watch lots of football, and we played some good football tonight.
0: No, we played some excellent football tonight. As I say, it's just the end product is lacking, John. And, you know, we huffed and puffed in that second half. And I think a disappointment for me, a little was, and I'm sure we were, we're tired, but again, had the crowd been on our backs, at our ba- not on our backs, at our backs for that last sort of half hour, again, you just feel it'd be a different game and we wouldn't have maybe faded out the way we did to a degree. You know, after the subs, it that, you know, nothing really came off for each It was a couple of nice wee bits and pieces. You know, when Tiago was... Jesus, the less said about Tiago the better, I think, tonight. Um, he just didn't really find himself in the game at all at any point. And, you know, uh, uh, he makes the subs on 16. you think it's now or never. And by the time sort of 75 arrives, you've sort of resigned yourself to your fate, really. At least that's how I was. Yeah.
2: No, they didn't work at all. I mean, uh, I think... in. In theory it looked like the right thing to do, didn't it? Because he was putting on legs and he was you know, you were thinking Shakiri's always gonna he's always got a ball in him. And so does Thiago, in fairness. They've always got a pass or something like that, but it just didn't work. And I thought Firmino had a good game. Again, you know, I thought he was knitting play together quite well, but well, I think what he was trying there was just that bit of that bit of spark, but it's something fresh, something new in the final third. Um, Manny sort of had he had a really good first half, looked like the Manny of old, um, but but faded a lot in the second half, and especially on the right, he just never looked like he was going to do anything. And you know, Manny in his early days at Liverpool was devastating down the right hand side. That's where he really did the damage. And Coutinho used to play on the left, and obviously when Salah came, that that changed everything, and he moved to the left where he was even better. Um, but no, the subs didn't work. You know, they they just didn't work. I mean, Thiago, I, I find it hard hard to be like harsh on Thiago. He's a central midfield player. Thiago's not there to be this dribbling, creative machine. Like Thiago was there to do what he did at Bayern, which is just keep the game ticking over and make those little
0: passes. He's n- he's never he's never unlocking the defense. He's helping unlocking the defense, but he's never the man that truly unlocks it.
2: No, not on, on occasions he can if the game's a bit stretched. I mean, I, I suppose I look at like the pass to Mane at Goodison where the the Henderson goal was disallowed near then where he did that no look pass. But I know what you mean. He's not.
0: And, and he, he did, did it at Chelsea not. as well earlier in the season, if you recall. Yeah,
2: yeah, like, but he's not. He's he, he
0: but, has but those the, a, those are the exception, not the rule. The majority of his stuff is neat and tidy and very measured and very precise. But it's not. It, it seldom is that killer ball.
2: Yeah, Thiago for me is always the pass before the assist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's, he's always that pass that really breaks the lines and gives someone, you know, a, a ball in a really good crossing position or whatever. But, you know, I could see what Klopp was doing. I personally wouldn't have brought Firmino off that. That's just me. I thought he didn't look tired. I thought he was playing well and he was... He was holding the ball up well. I quite would have liked to have left him on there. Um with you know, almost played him in the ten with Salah through the middle, with Jada coming off the left and Shaqiri off the right instead of Manny. I do think it was right to take Mane off, but um it didn't work. Listen, it didn't work and they and they were pretty comfortable and we didn't really make any big chances in the last twenty minutes, but I think overall the performance was, you know, we were in control, but it just wasn't enough. And, uh, you know, ultimately in the final analysis, it comes down to the first leg being such an underpowered performance that we left ourselves with a mountain to climb. And then if you really want to isolate it down to the Anfield game, it's the first half that kills us there and that we're excellent, we're so good, but we don't take the one or two goal lead that we should have done. We miss big, big chances.
0: And it reinforces um, our defensive mindset as well, John. It, it, yeah, you know, we're surviving here. And every attack that they survive, every big chance that they repeal, it just makes them stronger.
2: Absolutely. I mean, see, to be honest, I was watching the first half. My mindset on these type of games is, you know, I was actually thinking, nil-nil no, no, at half times, not a disaster. But in my head, I was thinking, even if we're 1-0 with 20 minutes to go, they're nervous, and 20 minutes is a long time to hold out when you're nervous if we're on top. So I, I was watching the game. I wasn't that impatient on the first half, but obviously the big chances came. I think the one Naldon won a few minutes before half-time was huge because he gets it in such a great space. His touch is really good, and it's just like, keep it low. Just keep it low, and you'll score. And he, and he, and he just... He doesn't, he blazes it over the bar, and but but that's it, Dave. I mean, that's the fine margins you're dealing with at this level, isn't it? You, the teams that go through and win the Champions League and the big moments, they take their chances, and we've done that against Barcelona two years ago, and you know everything that fell for us, we put it in the net, and and that's why you go on and win European Cups, and it wasn't it wasn't to be tonight, but overall as a performance. There's plenty of hope, I think, for the running, and that's really important because uh, I think we're saying pod, you know, the thought of a Leicester or a West Ham being in this competition ahead of us next season—it doesn't bear thinking about. It because I think next season we'd be right there competing to win it again, um, and and it would be awful if if, if we let that opportunity slip now.
0: Yeah, but it's it's f- it's f- you know, and, and I think really you know that Champions League done and dusted, um, last chance of a trophy done and dusted, gone with the wind, as they say. Um, so it everything does now move to you know the, the guys had previewed the, the Leeds game on on the last pod, so it leaves us open here, and really that you know I think we've said everything we need to say really on that game. it's, it, it's gone, uh, the Champions League is gone, uh, and it's and for me. The greatest, you know, I could take it a whole lot better if we were sitting here in a position where we look pretty nailed on to be back in it next year. And the thought of not being back in it next year really bothers me. And, and, and you know, OK, we're now in a position that we can concentrate fully. We know exactly what we need to do, but you can't help but feel it's not in our own hands. And we need our, the, the football gods to uh, to, to, to conspire some, some luck for us somewhere down the line because we we're devoid of it tonight. But it's not beyond the realms of possibility we can make top four. What, you know? Where do you where, where do you think after that tonight that this leaves this team for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, last chance saloon, I believe the uh, the expression is.
0: So, um, but but does that last do. chance uh, does the last chance saloon cause panic and more of the same shit that we've been watching um, basically since January? Or do, do, is this the the galvanizing moment where they say? You know, we're, we're out of the Champions League, we, we as it stands at the moment, we look a long way off fucking making it for next season, but we want to be there. And we know what, especially to the international players and the non-British players, what that competition means to them. Surely yeah. this is an incentive. Uh,
1: absolutely. You know, uh, as you you, uh, you put it, uh, we have a chance to focus now because, you know, there is nothing else to focus on. And and um, um, yeah, this is the most important thing they need to do for the rest of the season, and uh, there is nothing else that you don't need to um, uh, save legs for, for any other competition. This is it, and um, I I um, I was uh, pessimistic, um, skeptic if we uh, you know when when we talked about this uh, a couple of pots uh, before because I thought we had given uh, the likes of Leicester and the likes of Chelsea. Uh, you know, too much to 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 gain back and uh, but you know things have changed. Chelsea lost uh, to West uh, West Brom, n- not something I calculated. Um, and Leicester are, seem to have started their traditional freefall uh, <laughs> in the in the last latter part of, of the season. And now they have this um, this you know turmoil within their squad because uh, some players were uh, you know deft enough to, uh, to and, and not only attend, but uh, organize a COVID party. And, and, and it, this is bound to, to have an effect on the, on the relationship between Brendan Rodgers uh, and the rest of the selection and, and these players. So they might have trouble of their own. Plus, uh, lots of the, the, the teams above us uh, have to play against each other. And you know uh, logic dictates that they, they can't both win if they play each other. So the, I think it, it is now in our own hands. We have uh, taken our advantages, our advantage by by beating Aston Villa, by beating uh, Arsenal. So um, it, there's only one thing to do now. It's it's just you know win our games, and uh, I don't think uh, any of the games that that are left uh, are not winnable. There's only one um, you know traditionally difficult game uh, you could say. Um, you know, if you, if you don't look at, at, uh, what we have done, uh, in the period between December and, uh, and February or, and March, you could say, um, so, uh, and, and that's uh, man United away, but, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, especially when you're in, in that last chance saloon uh, type of thing, um, let's focus and let's just try to win games and, and it doesn't have to be pretty. We don't have to save legs. Just try to win games and, 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 um, if you have to change things, which we have done in, in recent games, uh, then change things. Uh, there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else that we can focus on. And everybody wants to be in the Champions League uh, next season. So yeah, let's just uh, take our chances, win every game, and then we'll see where we end up. No, I, I, and
0: Beryl, you know, if you if you have your last season's mentality, you go, yeah, let's just go and do it. But off this season, that it poses questions, and I think the continuity, John, uh, of of our form throughout the season, and, and the way being so disjointed, it makes it. You know, I I love what Beryl's saying. I, I subscribe to it. But the reality of that is, it's, it's it's a lot a lot more difficult from, from where we were last season, and, and even if you take from when we came back from COVID, you know we've we've, we've looked a shadow of that side to be honest with you, and and, and when we had 2000 and Anfield will look will look the best we've looked all season, and that, that I, think, I think that that is the endorsement of the whole shit show, I think.
2: Yeah, completely. I mean, it's a massive factor in everything that that Liverpool do, like claps so big on emotion, he's so big on the crowd and. We, we just got used to this, and I'm never going to call this thing the new normal, you know, because it's not normal. It's, it's fucking weird and it's not football. And we, as a team, as a club, as an ethos, everything is built around the support and, and that bond between the fans. And you're dead right, Dave. Like that. You remember when Firmino scored the header against Spurs, which seems like a million years ago, and he, he ran towards the cop. You know, th- those moments, that's...
0: It sort of told you what he was missing. Hearing exactly. his name being sung. You know, and, and, yeah. and all of them are the same. You know, they're adored. And all that adoration yeah. has gone for a year. Yeah,
2: and not only that, Dave, though, if you think about it, it's not only that that adoration, which any Liverpool team would get off the supporters, these are the guys that ended the 30-year wait. This is the team that went, got 97 points, and got denied a league.
0: unappreciated publicly.
2: Yeah, exactly. They got 97 points. They had the best league season in Liverpool's history. And this is Liverpool. We're not talking about Man City or, you know, fucking Everton or Arsenal or bum teams. We're talking about Liverpool. They had the best league season in Liverpool's history. They got 97 points. And... They won a European Cup and then they went again and they got 99 points and they won the league and they ended a 30 year wait and they never got the adulation. They never got it in the ground. They never got it in the city. They never got they never got that moment of. John, you
0: you see from about November as well, the press pack have turned and then as it rolled into January, they got. They got the juicy morsel that they all wanted. We started to feel, and fucking hell, they jumped on board it. And you know, you said about you don't listen to an awful lot, of, and I'm exactly the same. I don't watch anything. I used to watch everything in Liverpool. I don't because they are, you know, oh, they're the worst champions I've ever been, and blah blah blah. No, 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 no consideration taken whatsoever for the for, for the condition that we're in at the moment on this planet. And the upheaval yeah. that that has had on 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 the sport, the, the, it, it masks it. To, it's almost not the sport that we know and love in some weird fucking uh, side freak show that this season's been. And that's honestly that's what it feels like. But I'm not. That's not coming off the back of frustration of what we've seen. It's just it, it, I can't even watch other games. I'm only watching Liverpool because it's Liverpool because I'm institutionalised to watch it. You know, if, yeah. if I'd only been supporting a couple of years, would I be watching it? Probably not, John. It's out of complete and utter habit that I've been watching. That's a habit I can't break, and I've been <laughs> I've been just appalled by what I've seen.
2: No, I, I I get it, Dave. I mean, it's 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 been a horrible, horrible everything about this. I mean, don't get me wrong. The night that they lifted the trophy and they did the fireworks, it was a relief because we thought. This mightn't happen. We thought they might null and void it. Would have been absurd. And then the nonsense started about, oh, they're the null and void champions, forgetting the fact that actually Liverpool were at their best and won every game when there were fucking crowds in the stadiums. <laughs> Liverpool only didn't break the 100 points record because of COVID and the nonsense that, that happened after that. So in a normal season, Liverpool were exceptional. And But you're right, it's, it's that feeling of, this isn't the real thing. And all the injuries that happened early, the freak injuries, losing your, your centre-backs, having to mess with your whole team, and everything about this season's just been horrible. I mean, I can't... I genuinely... I, I, I had my, my jab today, by the way. I had my first jab. <laughs> AstraZeneca jab. I went to the Odyssey in Belfast. Fuck you from
0: Donny X. Gold. You not think you're mutated enough?
2: And, uh, <laughs> Oh, I'll get you back for that. I'll get you back for that. <laughs> um, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. And the guy was saying to me, you know, four thousand people a day coming through here, but 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 I was just thinking, I was just thinking, like this is just weird times. It's April. It's you know, I just can't wait to get back to normal. I just can't wait to go over to Liverpool again to a match with my friends, to go into a pub, to have beers. Just to feel that emotion on that crowd, because and um, yeah, listen, some people will say, "Oh, that's such exceptionalism," and you think your crowd's better than everybody else. Well, yeah, do you know what to fucking do? Because I know our crowd's better than everybody else. Because guess what? Go through every other English fucking team and show me your great European comebacks at home. Go and show me Arsenal, any club like Man City, Arsenal. And Chelsea, you know, Man United Leeds, whoever. They they've got nothing. Whereas you come to Liverpool and you're like, You've got St. Adia, <laughs> you've got you've got there you've got you've got Dortmund, you've got you know, you've got Barcelona, and that's just too Klopp. You've got those great ties against Mourinho's Chelsea when we had no right to reach European finals the crowd is everything to us and and people underestimate that and when you're in Liverpool as a city and you meet the people in that city, you know that that crowd means more and that's why I'm sort of I'm, I'm not sitting here sort of blasé about this tonight, I'm disappointed like everybody else that we're out, but genuinely this isn't real football and we do the right things in the transfer market this summer and I've seen enough tonight and with the players we've got coming back to think we'll be a force next season. And that's all I ever want. I just want us to be a force. I want us to be able to challenge for league titles. I want us to be able to challenge for European Cups. And I think we will. And I think we will next season. So I'll I'll get over it. (laughs) I guess that's a very long-winded way of saying I'll get over
0: it. I, I think we'll all get over it. Um, but the problem is John, and, and you know I, like I know you'll walk into your workplace or wherever and you know, the descend upon you. And you know, you've made really valid points there. Everything you say, I, I truly buy it It's an anomaly, it's not football, it's not real. but to rival fans, it's it's real. Uh, <laughs> and we know how that works, and, and that's the awful experience of it. I think, you know, that you have to take that flack, and you know you're, you're you know this team's better than, than, than what we've been having or what we've seen in the last four. We know they're much better than that. We know they're way under par at the minute. But, Beryl, I, I, you know, John touches on, on you know, we're, what we're going to do in the summer and so on, and, 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 and I'm going to come to what we think should come in, but, you know, I know we've talked about it a little bit before, um, but I would, I would like to unpack it a little bit since we've got time. Um, you know, what do you think about who needs to go this summer in order to make spaces, first of all, for, for, for what's coming in? I'm just curious of what, your, what your mindset is on it.
1: Um, to be fair, uh, first of all, amen to everything that Johnny just said. Um, but, um, you know, uh, moving on. Um uh, I, I think I will say pretty much the same things that I that I said uh, a, a season before because um, it, it's you know uh, and uh, again this is this has to do with all the pandemic stuff. This is a, like a hiatus. It's 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 not real time. It's not you know the, the birthdays you, you you can't be with the people that you normally would could be with. Um, I, I will defend my PhD thesis in, in 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 less than a month, but uh, nobody will be there. And I've worked, uh, you know, maybe for 10 years for it, and 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 uh, this is not you, what you, I. Meant. You can empathize then with the Liverpool players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like you know, it's almost the same thing. Now, but yeah, I can empathize with it because it's it's absolutely not no, uh, I. Technically, I achieve, uh, formally, I achieve what I planned to achieve and wanted to achieve. But uh, the um, um, what, what is actually going to happen is is nothing like the, uh, the thing that I uh, dreamt of. So, um, uh, and you know, in the case of, of Liverpool, we, we just need to do it again. But no, I I won't, <laughs> won't do my PhD again. Um, but going back to your question, uh, it, it's it's been like a hiatus, and everything. Uh, um that I'm going to say is uh, is something that I said before uh, a, se- a season ago I think you know um, players like uh, Origi, um, um oxley Chamberlain uh, Shakiri um and uh, I think uh, Harry Wilson would have been mentioned now um, uh, uh, who else do we have you know all these players that uh, seem to be at a uh, um, at an impasse that, that don't seem to evolve into uh, into um, players that that can um, rival at least uh, or compete for for the first eleven um, for for playing regularly um, they need to move on to, you know even for their own sakes you know a, a player like Oxley Chamberlain I you know uh, as a person no value I, I think in everybody a... likes him
0: but as a player no, there's no uh... value and I and I think she carries the same yeah. and I think. Probably Navicida is the same, but the difference in Naby Keita is the, the amount of investment we made and what we stand to lose, and and, and I think that saves him.
1: No, I'm, I'm not sure it it will, um, and and I'm I'm not sure I I, I want to save him. Um, you know, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, uh, he, he was the player we all wanted to, to succeed. Um, you know, there was this. We had have, we have seen him at, at, at Leipzig and, and some, some of us got to know him when, when, uh, when Liverpool got interested in him, but um, that, that player has never turned up, uh, maybe because it's the wrong player for this league, but, uh, you know, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. He, he hasn't um, been the player that we needed, and so he probably needs to move on to, just to save his own career. And and I was just you know uh, referring to uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Same thing applies to him too. I think if he goes to a, to to a team like like Southampton, I'm, you know, I'm just uh, it's it's where he came from originally. So maybe he would like to go there. He would be a really valuable player probably because he would be able to play and um, and maybe get into a rhythm just like Danny Ings did, and and maybe he could revive his career. But uh, anyway. Yeah. He won't rev- revive his career at, at Liverpool anymore, and, and Shakiri won't revive his career at Liverpool anymore. And there are a few players that that probably are not uh, up to the standard that we uh, uh, that we aspire to. Um, and and so um, it, 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 you know you, you need to have a squad, so you can't only have players that that are um, um, of the you know the A class class A material. You need to have good backups as well, which, you know, was probably a problem a couple of years before and uh, is still a problem at at Central Beck this season. So, and, and that being said, I think uh, a, a lot of these players who are um, also past it because of their age, like Origi, like Shaqiri, like Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, they should go uh, and they should be sold or transferred or, uh, you know, um, maybe even let go um, because we need some other players that can compete for, uh, for places that can drive the, the players that play um, every game um, on and, and, um, and, and make them play better or, or, you know, take their places because they are better. Um, a bit like Jota did. Um, he, he seems to be, um, you know, he, he can he can compete for for the places. Uh, where where, uh, are, where <laughs> are you on on Wijnaldum?
0: Because all sound bites seem to. to I'm just curious if you heard anything more. Maybe if, if given you're you're in the Netherlands, you know, because it seems to have all gone dry from Barcelona, and I'm, I'm just wondering whether J Wijnaldum has no choice but to, to accept our terms and sign.
1: No, um, you know, um, I'm aware of him wanting to stay. Um, he, he really loves Liverpool. He loves the way we play. He loves, you know, the club. Um, but he was, uh, as uh, I thought, I, I, I think I read this in, in, in a Dutch uh, newspaper. He, he was offered the same terms that he had uh, now. He has now. And, and uh, he, he didn't... Uh, I think that was, uh, you know, he he, he thought he he deserved more. So he wanted to uh, look around, um, uh, um, take his chances with other clubs. And I think if Ronald Koeman manages to stay at Barcelona, they will probably get him uh, because they will offer him more than than, uh, we will. uh, Just, you know, because they don't have to pay a transfer fee. Um, But it, it... Today, he played again for 90 minutes. Klopp really trusts him, really likes him as a player and will continue to do so if he stays, probably. So I don't know if he will get uh, what he wants at Barcelona because Ronald Koeman may survive uh, the summer, but you no, know, he, he may be he may not survive Christmas. So uh, I don't know what, what he thinks. Uh, I, I really like him as a person and as a player. Um, but, you know, he makes, needs to make a choice. And if he wants to, to, to move on, which is fair enough, uh, then I, I would probably even say just play Curtis Jones in his, uh, his stead um, or, or Tiago, you know, someone who has a, has, um, uh, wants to commit uh, his future to, to, to Liverpool. Um, yeah, th- that's my, my, you know, I, I love Jeannie. I would love him to stay. But if he doesn't want to, then, you know, he, he should move on. No, I, I
0: agree with you fully, but I think it's, the more that time has gone on, and it, and it may be that uncertainty around Koeman that's that that's holding him back, because, as you say, he, he, he seems to enjoy his time here. It's, it's not an insult to offer him the same money. He's on, you know, he's the wrong side of 30. I, I don't think that's offensive at all. Uh, you know, John, I'll, I'll I'll let you have a crack at this one. You know, and and bear all. Take that money point, if, if I. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, fuck. I'm signing up for it. <laughs> absolutely no problem. And stay with your mates in an environment, you know, and so on. There's there's so much. And if he can't find, you know, a viable option, and I would dare say, when you're coming, this is the new position that we find ourselves in. We're a top top team now. And players want to go and stay in that top, top team environment. And that's why moving them on could be some sometimes a, a bit of a pain in the ass. And we, for years and years, we never had that problem because we weren't very good. But now, we, you know, we are, whether we like it or not, we're still champions of England. We're not going to be the season we're in at the moment. But we are still champions of England until, until such times as City win it. Uh, let's not forget that. And we are a top team. John, you know, look, I, I I'm throwing names like Shakiri needs to go, uh, you know, Ox needs to go, or Iggy needs to go, blah, blah 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 But you know, the reality of the situation is that we can't jettison all those players and expect better replacements coming in. It, it, there'll be a lot of tailoring done here in regards to moves we can get done and what money we can get and so on and so on and so on and it'll affect But first of all, you know, just to maybe. Add to what Beryl said, but then I would like to move into what we really what we really believe. You know, not what we would like is one thing, but what we really believe we will end up doing um, for next season. Because I'm on board with your, your your whole sentiment is that you know it'll be like starting afresh with fans. It's, it's almost like the COVID bad dream is over, and, and and we're back to you know it's almost where we should have been. You know, in August past.
2: Uh, absolutely, Dave. I- this might sound outlandish, but I genuinely think COVID and the impact of the supporters—that that's probably worth the Liverpool 10, 15 point season. And I, and I don't know, if somebody might scoff at that, but I—but I genuinely mean that. I genuinely think we turn defeats into draws and draws into wins, and even defeats into wins with, with, with that with that crowd behind us. So uh, that's part of it, but. I think the unknown is, you know, what you're talking about is what do we think happens in, in 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 terms of transfers next season? And the one thing I I think we all consistently agree on this is we really trust the people that 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 run that part of Liverpool Football Club. I really trust them. Um, Jota came in at the death last season, and we were all a bit. All jada, uh, you know, we've heard things about Sar and these things, and then this guy comes in and he's an absolute monster, and he's been phenomenal for us. And I have no doubt that they will be looking at players you've mentioned, the Arigis, the Shakiri's, the Oxley Chamberlains, and they'll be thinking, they'll be talking to Klopp and thinking, who do you think you can still get a tune of? You know, who do you think you can still utilise, do something with? Who do you think? You know, if we got their wages off the you know, off the roster that we could bring in. I think Origi's a problem because Origi's on big money, relatively speaking. I think Origi's on 60-70 ground, which I don't see many teams playing. I, and there's
0: absolutely Shaqiri, no value to us, John. Absolutely no value to us keeping
2: him. Oh, he's not. And and Shakiri I like Shakiri I think. We, we probably, for my money, don't use Shakiri as much as I'd like, but it's because of the way we play. and We're so regimented with our midfield three and the workhorses that we need there that we can rarely afford a player like Shakiri in the front three. It's almost like a last, it's last five minutes thing, but it's hard to know. I mean, it really is hard to know. I mean, you, you look at Rafinha at Leeds, and he's a player that you think, could come in and he and he'd provide something off that right hand side similar, nowhere near the goal threat on Mo Salah, but he would give you that running, and carry the ball threat. He looks a really dangerous um he looks a re- really dangerous player. I've seen I think his Vlavic from um Fiorentina's been linked by a few accounts that would I would give credibility to and um, based on, on previous transfer windows. And he's a big sort of strong um player that can play through through the middle. So I think we'll do things, but genuinely I don't know what we'll do, but what I do know is we need as we've brought in Jara, we definitely need to bring in a player this summer that can add to the front three. Um John, I think I would I would
0: like to like to add in there, you know, your comment pre pod. And and it's a supposition and it's as an assumption. But it's worth considering if Man City were to sign Haaland, it's goodbye. We, you know, if, if that were if that were a reality, we need to re- in order to compete. Because quite frankly, you put that boy in in the City team, it's it, it, what's the point in having a fucking league?
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, that's a whole other discussion. I mean, we live in a world of hope, don't we? And our hope is that. We done this big deal with Nike. Nike must be feeling a bit shortchanged because it never got the Absolutely. buzz of, uh, You know, they've never got the buzz of a full Anfield. They've never got the buzz of. They came in when Liverpool were like won the European Cup, won the league, won the league at a canter. Probably the most dominant champions ever. Uh, you know, Practically invincible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, won the league with like what well, I don't know how many games were left, but it, it was done so early. And they've never had that. And all of a sudden, you know, you you've got this team down the road, Man City, that are really strong, backed by an oil state, um,
0: who are in the know, market for a new striker. Back. And price is not, you know, the price isn't a fucking worry to them. Yeah. it's scary, also, regardless yeah. of who gets them.
2: Yeah, financial fair play has gone out the window. I mean, UEFA have given up on that. You've got an oil state team, and um, let's let, let's not dress it up. This is a sports wash in front for an oil state <laughs> and a look, human Let's look at
0: the semi-finals of the Champions League. League, John. What are we looking at? Yeah. Three basically oil oligarch, whatever you want to call it, and the most corrupt fucking team in football, Real Madrid. Fucking great lineup, eh? <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, that's what football's becoming. We're trying to you, know, to, you know, FSG have always sort of hung their hat on the financial fair play. We know that once Man City dodged that and weren't chucked out of the Champions League as they should have been because they aren't cheating the system. You know, it is what it is now. It's it's a free-for-all. They bring in the oligarchs, throw the money at it. And we we we. We're maybe pinning our hopes that Nike might want to do something big with a but in the cold light of day, like we, I just don't think it happens, Dave. I'd love to see it. You know, you can you can make up reasons why. You know, you think about the recent investment um, FSG brought in. You think of LeBron James. You think of Nike. And you think they might be. You think of what they did at the Red
0: Sox whenever the bar got Mm -hmm. raised on them there. And they they moved away from the money ball model and just decided to start, you know, giving the big contracts. Um, But that's because they they built it up like us, made it sustainable, made it a a viable business option, and then spent the money. And there's a part, I suppose it's the the kid in me, the dreamer in me, that, 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 that sees that and thinks they could do that.
2: Yeah, I just don't see it. I think it's so hard uh, to keep them with everything they've done with Liverpool. I don't think they've got the same natural love of Liverpool either that they do the Red Sox. I genuinely think that. Um, I think that's I just, a fair point. And I, I, I just think that, ha, you know, Holland, I think... Uh, and maybe it's paranoia, J- just the way he was talking to Phil Foden after the game tonight, and he was covering it, another way that stupid thing they do, where they cover their mouths.
0: See, the si- see the size disparity between him and Foden in that, in that shot? Jesus Christ, that guy's a monster. Yeah. That fucking boy, Holland, is a fucking monster.
2: Yeah, he's a wrecking ball. And listen, if if Man City add him next season, it's going to be... You know, it's really, really hard to see how you knock them off. We'd really have to find our top, top gear. Um, so it's, I, I, I don't have any. Like, uh, I can't sit here and there's no obvious transfer targets. Rafinha's been linked. I i don't know. I, I could see, you know, the, there's the potential that Shakiri could be moved on. Do, do, the here's a question.
0: Do, do, do we keep Kabak? Or do we look at it because quite frankly he's not been terrible, but he's not set the world on fire. Do I think we could get a better option? Maybe. I
2: don't know. i for a twenty year old. What what age is he? Twenty, twenty one. I I think. I'm, I'm I know he's thing been thing,
0: throwing in yeah. the deep end into the shit end as well, but you know we're we're talking about in our in our normal form, John these are guys who don't take backward steps who don't second guess themselves and he looks like a guy who's doing that
2: I actually disagree I, I, I think back for 10 to 15 million is an excellent signing for the age he is I think the progression in the centre half over the next five years is enormous even for his physicality and his intelligence and reading of the game he's got a lot of raw attributes he, and people have been talking up Phillips because Phillips is the old school, traditional. And listen, Phillips had an excellent game tonight. He throws himself at the ball and he's brave and made a great game. But Cabac's been, for me, a much more steady and and stronger performer than he has over the last month. And I think and I ag- the- I agree
0: with that, John. I agree with that, but I just don't think... I think he's a
2: bargain, Dave, for 15 million. I I think Quebec, to get a centre-back with the amount of first-team experience in the Bundesliga he has at that age, and the ceiling that he has, the level that Quebec can reach, I I personally think he's a no-brainer. If he's anything around 15 million, he's a no-brainer. You add him then to a roster where you bring in Konate, um, uh, who's a really good physical, strong, quick player? You add him do you think to we'll go get mid- both and- though. Yeah,
0: I do. yeah. I do. Oh, that, that, that's definitely See, I, I, I'm looking at one or or the I think that's the way I'm looking at it because when you cast your mind so forward into the, into the into the the midfield, and we do need another dynamic up front. And when you put, you add all those different bits and pieces in, are we going to buy? Are we going to sign two centre backs? That's that's the re, the realistic aspect I look at.
2: Well, well I'm looking at the recent investment deal that they've done where they've said that this will offset the COVID impact. So I'm looking at that and thinking, you know, Matt is a busted flush, great player though he is. His injury problems, you know, we needed him this season to stay fit. He hardly kicked the ball last season. And when we needed him, he was crocked. And that's been a massive factor in, in our season. Um I think he we I I Again, it's one of these ones. Where will he go? I don't know, but I could see Canadi come back, coming in. I could see him being moved on, um, and I think there's a lot of teams he'd do an excellent job for. He's he's he's, he's a really good player. Um for me, that's we need that for because we don't want to be put in a position next season where to be newer Henderson need to go centre back because we've seen. What that does to our team destabilise our midfield like that. We've, we, we know now the damage, and I think that's the one thing that Liverpool will take out of this season, is that we won't be put in that position again. We need to have four centre-backs that we can trust and rely on and that, that don't have those sort of injury concerns.
0: No, I, 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 it's really hard to disagree with any of that, John. You know what I mean? And I certainly, if Kabak was a, a added with with, with a another, yeah, no, no problem. And I do see that. And I suppose I'm maybe being a bit harsh on him, we haven't seen him beside Virgil. Maybe that brings a brings another aspect to it. Where were you and all that? You know, Johnny's made a lot of points, and they're they're all about, you know, certainly about how the clubs run, um, you know, the recent investment and so on, offsetting the 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 COVID effect, which is very welcome for a club like Liverpool. Um, so that, in in many respects, my reading of that could be as a fan, and I appreciate it as only as a fan that it, it, it's business as usual. And, and then you cast your mind back to what they did after the, the, the last defeat to, to Madrid in 2018. And, you know, as I say, with, with City in the market for a striker, you know, it, it's, it, it is the season that we need to spend money, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, there is no arguing with that. I, um, they they missed a trick by not signing someone to replace uh, Dejan Lovren, um, who, uh, you know, <laughs> wasn't everybody's favorite, but uh, um, uh, he, he could play um, usually three games that, that, in a that's row. That's
0: how that, bad this season is, bro. <laughs> that we are missing Dejan Lovren. Like, fucking hell. If you ever, ever want to know how shite this season is, there you go, in one sentence. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, and, and you know, we really could have done with it, but don't forget that, uh, he, he would get crocked after three games as well, but then he would usually come back in, in one or two uh, games. But, you know, Johnny's absolutely right. Uh, this is the season that we needed. Matip um, with uh, Virgil and, uh, and and Joe gone. And uh, it's. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, he, he got uh, crocked against uh, uh, Spurs after the first half, if if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken And, and uh, you know, that's when when the, our, our downfall this season started, because, you know, we, we were... And let, let's remember that we were um, top uh, in, 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 in Christmas top of the league, and, and, you know, things derailed really fast after that. So they won't make that mistake again, I think. Uh, Lauren needed to be replaced. Uh, we didn't, and, uh, you know, uh, we had lots of bad luck, and and, and then we had to play... Um, midfielders in, in centre-back. So I think we really need two centre-backs. And um, I think Ozan Kabak, um, he, he hasn't set the world of, uh, alight. But, you know, uh, how could you expect that from him? I think he's been really solid for the last few games. He, he's made mistakes as well. But, um, again, something that, that that you should expect from, from a player who's young, who is... Playing a difficult system in in, in a in a uh, in a in a new environment in a new country, um, and I think uh, I've seen lots of signs that that would encourage me to 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 say, for someone who just turned 21, he he, he has lots of potential, and we should I, I think, 10 to 15 million is uh, the figure is being touted, uh, and that would be a, you know a free hit. Um, uh, in this, in this market. Um, and if you can get someone like Konate, who, um, is also someone who has been suffering some injuries. So, you know, you, 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 you can't, um, bet on it that he will play uh, every game. So you, you, might have to, to calculate some, some downtime for him as well. So, so that, that only makes, um, Kavak more of a necessity than, than, uh, than uh than even before and and uh, you know i don't know what fsg is thinking i don't i can't um that they've managed to um surprise me quite a few times but um i think you can say that they they will um uh, invest when they really think they need to and i think uh, the example of um, the season that we we got uh, we got uh, uh, Bobinho and Alison etc. You know lots of money was spent because they really thought that would uh, that we needed to. Um, we, we couldn't go on with uh, with Carius, uh, um, uh, not with Minule, so you know we needed to do something. So we splashed. Uh, some money at it and we got Alisson and uh, and he was instrumental to, to winning the Champions League and he was winning uh, instrumental to winning the title and uh, we got uh, Virgil before that we got uh, Fabinho so yeah they're not totally averse to, to investing money and I think this would be a good time to, to spend some money because we definitely need it um, we need to freshen up we need to um, uh, you know t- take it up a notch because uh, the uh, the competition is doing as well. Um, FFP being um, a- a abandoned by UEFA is, is is not a good thing because it's it's a really good assessment. I hadn't thought of it uh, that way because you know Chelsea we almost forget it's it's an, uh, an oil oligarch as well. So uh, three of the and four they're do- are- and
0: they're doing well in the Champions League at the minute, which which will encourage him to keep spending. It's only whenever he doesn't yeah. get
1: success he doesn't want to spend. Yeah so um, and you know it's it's not like they d- didn't spend for this season so um they were the biggest spenders last season i think uh and uh and and uh, it 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 just shows you that sometimes you need to spend to to, to achieve uh, something but and and this isn't the way the sport should be that the biggest spenders um get the prizes but uh and we were Actually, the one team that, that bucked that trend, and, and uh, hopefully we are still determined to do so uh, again in the future. So we, we won't be uh, the biggest spenders. Uh, we, we won't, um, you know, we can't compete with them uh, for financial power, uh, not with PSG, not with Manchester City, not with uh, Chelsea, but, uh, you know, we have been smarter in the market. So I'll hopefully, we will uh, have our plans lined up. But, you know, something needs to happen. I, I don't think we can, um, you know, when we became champions, the only um, transfer we made was uh, was Adrian. Let, let's not forget that. But uh, you, you can't keep doing that. You know, people's get, the players get older, the players leave. Uh, you, you you have to freshen up your squad. And I think that time has um Maybe even a past last season, so we really need to spend.
0: No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with both of you, to be honest with you. Um, it's hard to disagree with 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 either assessment of that. But listen, as we're we're up about the hour, so we'll, we'll we'll leave it there. We'll we'll bid Champions League goodbye, and just I think the sentiment is we just hope above all hope that we're back in it again next year, because to not be is unthinkable to me and. If we're not in it, I don't even want Europa League. It's just going to be the league. Um, I'm sure that's, that's echoed by us all as well, because there's nothing like Thursday night football to fuck your season. So it's it's all or nothing for, for top four for me. Um, <laughs> no, but it's true, John. You know, like, what, what the fuck do you want to fuck around a Thursday night for? It's just not it's not conducive to winning leagues. It's really not. Um, it, it's, you know, it's, just,
2: uh, uh, it's horrible. Um, and I used to love the old European formats. And I've said this in previous pods. I used to love the Cup Winners Cup and the UEFA Cup. But they, yeah. they've literally just destroyed European football anyway. It's it's, it's dragged out.
0: And the Europa League is dragged out as a money making. And that's all it is. And let's be honest, it is just surely to a revenue builder that those many games. And let's be honest. The quarterfinals are the where you really start looking at it as a neutral, um, you know. And and I'm talking about in ordinary times because you certainly wouldn't fucking look at it this year. Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) About the the last date, you start to get interested and excited about it. But if you're not in the Champions League, the same thing really exists up until the semi-finals, because you're that that sore that you're not part of it. You don't want to watch it. Yeah,
2: well, it's it's horrible. I think as well the Europa League and it lost all credibility when they started letting the, the Champions League losers in there, you know, yeah. and obviously yeah. now you've got Man United, they, you know, Man United they absolutely bombed in the group stages and collapsed, I commended. And You know, when you've got a European competition with Man United, this season's Man United, are, they're fucking awful.
0: They're but there's awful. a leveler there, John. <laughs> uh, Manchester United managed by Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. It, it's not unreasonable in the, in the Europa League.
2: You know, of course, it's where they belong. But the fact that they've are you know, they've bombed out of the Champions League and they're now the clear favourites for it, I think that tells you all you need to know about the standard of that competition. Uh, let's be honest, it's, it's god-awful. Um, and it's really gone... You know, they've just destroyed... <laughs> the the great competitions, it's bloated and they shouldn't even be playing on it. They they just they exited the Champions League and this fallback competition. Um it's an insult to the teams that qualified for it and and there's actually teams that the the Europa League's a big deal to because they actually had to do a lot of work to qualify into it. And then you've got Man United with their infinite money. Um the 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 bomb out of the, the Champions League and just get thrown in there as their safety net and Solskjaer and I could potentially Win a European trophy by by one and that it's just no all chance. sorts of wrong.
0: No, they'll fucking <laughs> off. Uh, um, he'll, be out, he'll be out tactics somewhere, John. You know that. And that's that. And that's that's the beauty of it. Let it run. Let them enjoy it <laughs> for now. Uh, he'll be. It doesn't take very much to out tactic him. You know, like really, <laughs> we, we, it's it's the one thing we'll have seen. But listen, guys, we'll leave it there. As I say, we're up over the hour. Thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure talking to you. Sadly, we're not in the greatest of circumstances tonight, but here we are. We've done it. and We've come out of it the other end, at least with a bit of positivity, uh, talking about next season and so on. So one last thanks to the listener, and thanks one last thanks to the guys. And until Dave and co are back after Leeds, and hopefully talking about a win, up then the, 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 the out-of-Europe Reds.